hello and welcome back to your favorite podcast. We are your favorite Misfits crew. I am Sarah and today we are actually joined with a very special guest but I want to be able to give time to your two other favorite Misfits hosts to introduce themselves. Go ahead guys. Hello my name is Jessa and it's almost my birthday. It's actually almost her birthday. It's Leo season, so I have to announce it. So it's actually gonna be really crazy. It's a crazy season. <laughs> Just <laughs> thank you. That's all I wanted to say. That's all I wanted to say. But I'll come back later. <laughs> yeah, I'll come back later and I'll tell you when my birthday is. So I can get all that's why I'm back on Instagram. So yeah, I have to you. Oh, I see, so, I see, I see. I'm just joking. I hate Instagram. <laughs> Yeah, Jess is accepting donations for her birthday. Thank so, you so much. Yeah. So, so click below for the Patreon link. No, I'm just joking. Yeah. Thank you so right. much. My name's Hannah. That's it. Period. That's it. <laughs> and inquisitively, sensually. Oh. Um, what's other? A- I'm not as good as Hannah when it comes to coming up with adjectives. Let's Sexy. throw in inquisitive once again. Sexy. <laughs> Other no. guest for this episode, <laughs> Candace. You want us to leave your last name out? Candace. This is our friend Candace. So, Candace is, do you want me to keep your affiliations private? I don't remember if you said yes or no. To I that. said, I don't care, but I didn't really know what you meant by that. So, oh, in terms of like, the group that you're a part of, where you graduated from, all that stuff. Because I want to be able to, like, you know, I want to be able to, like, fluff I your feathers a little bit with the listeners, you know. Sure. I don't <laughs> – matter. Okay. We're already so, here. <laughs> but we're already here, guys. Come along with us. So Candice is actually part of the dance group Style & Grace. Follow Style & Grace if you haven't yet. Candice actually has a couple dance videos up on her Instagram profile, so be – be sure to like those like just a quick shout out a quick one too and she just recently graduated from ubc with a bachelor of social work as well wow so this freaking chick is smart feel free to just bombard her with all the questions that you guys want give her a follow if you guys want to follow her after this episode welcome candace what is her handle hi what what is your handle your, uh, it's Instagram. my name like first name last name that's it uh-huh. How you spell? <laughs> what? C a n d i c e e s t r a n e r o. C a n d i s e e s t r a n e r o. No, there's no s in my first name. I don't know why. Candaces. Candaces. I'm freaking dead. So today we are talking about this topic that I've noticed has been coming up quite predominantly not just with 2020 because 2020 has been such a freaking wild year but just over the last two years I guess Um, and it's the topic of listening to your body what does that look like how does that fit into like a Christian context should we listen to our body oh the flesh desires are sinful and all that stuff and I just thought of my friend Candice because she's just super confident with herself and she can attest to that story or yes or no whatever she might want to say on this episode but um i'm gonna pass the mic to hannah actually for the first question if you want to throw it out bro what got you into dance 
and this is specifically for Candice because me, Hannah, and Jessa, well, we don't, we don't. We dance. can't. I mean, we can dance, we, but it's not as good as Candice. We'll yeah. need a little, a couple shots. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. A few shots in, it doesn't. It still look looks ugly. So somebody come get her. Okay, can I go now? Or is there gonna be more like? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, it doesn't so so okay. roll. You, you can go now. Sorry, 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 sorry. There's this like <laughs> the question is asked, and then there's like so much comment. <laughs> so welcome to the Misfits. I love yeah. it. I was like super into sports in elementary, and then I know my sister was in um, dance in high school, mm-hmm. and then for some reason I just kind of like didn't like sports as much anymore in high school it might have to do with the fact that you actually have to be good at it in high school and I was just not (laughs) so um I was like okay why not do something that my sister is doing you know just kind of following her footsteps I auditioned and then got in and I was like okay this is cool and obviously like I want to do something more than just academics I'm gonna keep doing it and like eventually, like after you train for a bit and after you meet a lot of people who are really like passionate about it and like their passion just kind of like radiates and then like seeps into you. Um, mm. And then I kind of like grew more interested in it. And a lot of my friends were a part of uh, professional studios and I wanted to know what that community was like. Hmm. so I joined auditions and thankfully got in a lot of it was for sure the community aspect I think dance Hmm. is a very social sport and art that Mm -hmm. I was just like being around so many people who love to do the same thing it it was more so that aspect being professional or being really good at it like that wasn't what pushed me to continue dancing like I enjoy the style like hip-hop like that's really fun I really grew to like contemporary and musical theater musical theater is so much fun yeah and then as I got into university I learned a lot more about socio-political things and how and I kind of started relating that back to hip-hop as an art okay and then like I just learned so much more about the roots of the dance styles that I do that I kind of like fell in love with it more because not because I was like glorifying like the history uh, like the oppression underlying hip-hop it was more so like just the appreciation that goes behind this kind of art people what black people went through you know like to express themselves in a way that's like so impactful to me and to people all over the world today and then so I fell in love with it more because of that history can i ask a quick follow i have like so many follow-up questions actually just because like Mm -hmm. you are such a layered person but um (laughs) (laughs) like an onion like a stinky onion but um i like you mentioned the aspect of community within Mm -hmm. dance um Mm -hmm. like how many years have you actually been involved with dance itself since i was grade eight that was the first time I started dancing in oh, okay. like a dance team. Um, I own, I didn't join a studio until I was like grade 12. Mm. So it's pretty late in the game. Like I didn't start early or anything. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. So my question is like, what did you glean in terms of like, what did you learn within that community that drew you so strongly towards it to stay actually? 
okay well one obviously when you have friends like it's so much easier to participate in something because I like my friends willing to stay in the team to continue like be their friend or be affiliated with them there was there was something about like the energy of Mm. people watching people dance or people watching you dance that was very like the adrenaline and like the the performance aspect of it like I really really learned that I love performing and Mm. pretending to have a different personality or attitude than I would normally and like I like you could say that about any other performing art too like Mm. just performing and being somebody that you're not regularly so um and and like doing that together with people because your studio would normally put out like different is is the right word plays like musical plays is that what it is the first studio that I was a part of they yeah they were a lot more on the theater side so um Mm. there were there were plays and like there'd be dance acts in between the plays that was like correlated or related to the the plot um that was really fun too like I don't act or anything but it was like so Mm. fun and that's why I really enjoyed musical theater because it was so like you can be somebody different even though I'm not Mm. acting or not good at it but it's fun I have a question hopping off on that you said you like you know being different or I'm being that person or whoever you're trying to represent in your dance or your act or musical theater does it when it comes to dance does it help you empathize with the character you're trying to portray for example like you said hip-hop and knowing the roots of that dance does it help you like understand stories more therefore it comes out of your body is that where your expression comes from does it help you understand like culture and all that? Yeah, I think definitely that's a part of it. Um, with hip hop, it's obviously it's always different, and it's depending on like the vibe that you're like trying to carry out. Obviously, mm-hmm. if it's a lot more, like if the song is a lot more substantial, then the choreography kind of follows suit with that, and like yeah, you would act like in line with that mood, I guess. But then when mm-hmm. it's when it's stuff like like very you know like hard hip-hop like just like rap that you would hear like conventionally the only thing that I empathize with is just like being mad (laughs) Um, and just it really has to do with like the vibe of the song just feeling what the artist is trying to do with that song Mm -hmm, just like literally that's what dance is you're literally just taking the song and then like putting it into movement um, that's so interesting and portraying it in the best this portraying the song in the best way possible with that mm-hmm. movement. interesting mm. so speaking of dancing and, and movement and movement of the body um just for the sake of the listeners that need to contextualize you as a character as a person um you come from what faith background uh baptist christian mm. um has has there any has there ever been any sort of like overlap between your faith and dance or has it been like two exclusive things for you at one point and sort of you learning the movement of your body how did that translate into your faith formation or did it like okay i guess in relation to my christianity and dance like that's there hasn't really been like 
any overlap with that. Like I've never really used my dance like skills, quote unquote, um, to like in my church life or like to evangelize using it, which I know for other performing arts, like um, like singing, for example, that is a common thing. I think another thing that I should probably mention is like the uh, like in hip hop specifically, I'm so sorry because I'm outside. There's a lot of like vehicles. Should I be? You're good. You're good. <laughs> in hip hop specifically, like feminine styles in hip hop are quite, quite feminine. It goes into like sexy or sensual. Mm. And I think that obviously in the church type of portrayal of a woman is not seen as a good thing. It's seen as sinful um, mm. and deviant. A big part of me learning those type of styles, like, yes, I understand, like, it, it is quite sexualized, but I think that um, another aspect of it is being able to own your own, like, sexuality. Right. Um, when doing those styles, being confident in how you're portraying yourself, that it's it's more so for you and not for other people like you're not trying to please other people with that it's like I like my curves I like my ability to do this and do that with my body that's so interesting um, which is labeled as feminine and I understand that femininity is not like an innate thing like it's it's been it's been it's been constructed and reconstructed throughout all of history but um and I'm not saying that like my femininity, how I portray my femininity is um, innate to me. Obviously, mm. I have learned it through the culture and um, and all of that. But I think something powerful for me is just, yeah, just like like owning it. Like I do feel really confident when I do right. those styles. And it's not because I'm seeing my value in being a sexual person, mm. but it's like I don't want to be ashamed of that. Because definitely in dance, and this is some like in dance and not just the church, like in dance, it's it's still more uh, deviant for a woman to be dancing in those styles versus a man. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, in like sexual styles. Would you say and, that that's like a recent development then? Like with, with um, female dancers in the hip hop community, like being a lot more um, sex positive, I suppose, or like yeah, more confident in, in showing that through their dance style? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that is very recent, actually. Interesting. Um, not recent as in, like, the past few years, but right. recent in terms of, you know, um, relative to hip-hop dance in general. Culturally, societally, like, that's not, like, women being sexy is just not seen as a positive thing mm-hmm. and seen as, you know, like, slutty and all that stuff. But... Ooh. There has been a reclamation, I think. Um, yeah, I think like a lot of people are starting to separate a person from the dance styles that they mm. are confident in doing. That goes the same way for like men who do feminine styles. Um, just being able to appreciate that more rather than like stigmatize That's it. That's so interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, is very recent. So. So it's really just about the art and the performance, like as a, as of recent development and mm-hmm. the separation of the two. That's so interesting. Well, the first studio I've ever been in, and I completely um, 
appreciate this and it's totally fine but it was definitely a lot more of a conservative studio and that's Mm. like you know that's that's them that's cool um Mm. but yeah I think when I realized that like oh like being restricted based on you know feminine styles I should probably like be in you know perhaps a different environment and that's Mm. kind of one of the things that kind of happened but that's not the main reason why Mm um interesting studios but yeah it was it was definitely more freeing to just be able to like express that style right um outside of like the confines of say conservatism or whatever well okay so just off of that (laughs) just a quick thing off of that and Mm -hmm. like if you're comfortable kind of like opening up as to like who you are with the listeners the listeners kind of kind of can gauge as to the three of us who have been goofing around for the last couple episodes um but i i'd want the listeners to get to know you as well um would you would you say that the learning of your femininity is in contrast to because you were you mentioned learned that it's a learned sort of behavior would you say that it's with what you learned in dance would you say that it's in contrast to um sort of your experience in a church setting yes I think part of my personality has always been like a little bit like bratty and like not listening to people she's a brat but like in combination with like learning how to dance feminine styles I'm like I actually like I don't want to be a person that's like meek or following behind someone interesting okay when it comes to like feminine styles I'm not only talking about like the sexy stuff right um that is in contrast to um how the church perceives women but also like the idea of like um powerful women that's also something I'm trying to talk about independent women like that kind of interesting yeah vibe you know like hip-hop also help me understand no that that pretty much answered it quite well <laughs> um okay yeah you know you mentioning you know church and either trying to find a meeting ground between mm. church or your face and your dancing mm. and then how you talked about how in our church culture um like over section like i won't say i'm just gonna say for the for the um sake of my question over sexualized moves and what the church seems to think they are mm. and we look at women to be a certain way you said to be meek to be right. um, prudent right. and all those things but when you look at the the women the bible heroes think about queen esther right. who came into the, the presence of her husband king xerxes her, uh, the king without being summoned Right. That's something culturally that's, you know, that's incorrect. And you have other women who are doing defiant things. Right. But it changed the culture. It changed the movement. It saved the Um, people. I guess when it comes to the question of listening to your body and listening to your convictions, because our convictions, they look different because we have different personalities and we have different talents, um, ways of expression. And so when it comes to your dancing, and I'm starting to see how relatable it is for you to speak to dancers the way I cannot speak mm. to dancers, you know what I mean? Mm. And it's you're very important to that generation, to that, right. um, to, for lack of a better word, category. Mm. I think it's very courageous of you, very brave, especially of um, being a Christian woman, right? To move your body the way, you know, is frowned upon, 
um, amongst the church or just spiritual people or religious people. Religious people, yeah. Um, what I do see from Generation Z, as you're a part of it, right? I see how much that your generation has impacted us in this way, in a very expressive way, in a very body positive way. Mm. I'm starting to sound like a baby boomer saying, ah, oh, those when they say all oh, those darn millennials, like I'm saying, all oh, those darn Generation Zers starting this and that and whatever. But no, I'm starting to see the strengths of your generation. And for my education, I want to know how has your generation impacted the world today? Whether you talk about your dancing, which you have, expression and vocabulary or language has been a big thing with your generation as well. What can you say as a representative what can your generation do together collectively to continue to be expressive and make an impact in the world, especially in our climate today? Well, I think I first do want to acknowledge that a big part of my generation impacting the world in the way that they are definitely has a lot to do with the internet and social media and all of these access to resources that a lot of people didn't have in the past. Right. I think it's important to acknowledge that because some people are willfully ignorant, but um, definitely education and resources is super duper important to being a conscious citizen of the world. Mm. And um, my generation, you know, we have the privilege to, or a lot of my generation have have the privilege to uh, educate ourselves through, um, these platforms like social media is so quick it's so easy to get information um with my generation impacting the world in terms of again just utilizing our privilege with our access to resources using them ways that are for people rather than for ourselves and i think another thing is diversifying um our our education, mm. like our sources of education, our friends um, who we yeah. follow on social media, right. like all of these things. I think like education in theory definitely is important, but the experience of it is really what drives well, you to internalize what you're learning. Mm. And then you just learn to kind of like love people better. You're in a better place to understand why they are who they are. Pop off. Um, mm when it comes to understanding like race, gender, or like sexual orientation issues, like the reason why my generation is so much more, let's say open and more progressive Mm. with those topics, trying to push out of, it definitely like it, it starts at high school. Like the curriculum is constantly changing in high school and they, and that is definitely like where I first, became the thinker that I am just the diversity of the places I am situated in whether that's work or in dance or in school interesting the gay agenda (laughs) in schools they're putting the gay agenda in schools but yeah I do think it definitely is um uh the spaces that I've been privileged to be a part of like Mm. in my education and work because um the topic of like listening to your body uh likewise with you guys saying that you're not really taught to listen to your body like your body is like usually telling you the wrong things and is contrary to what the spirit is saying (laughs) um (laughs) when I 
when I did my uh, in my fourth year, I had the privilege of doing a placement um, at the Ministry of Children and Family Development with Indigenous um, the Indigenous stream of that um, ministry, and uh, they had a like they kind of like helped me reflect on this exact same topic where it's like listening to your body and to what your heart is telling you in a given moment, because it has a lot of information on how you should act Interesting. in something. And, you know, like, I think, like I said, um, and like you guys said that the church is usually saying like, it's not telling you the right thing. Um, so don't ever listen to it. However, when I think of that, that proverb let's just say um applied to like a lot of the indigenous canadians that i worked with right and um, their spirituality yeah that and also like if you are constantly let's use the word gaslighting Mm. if you're constantly gaslighting Mm. yourself to say Mm. i can't listen to myself reacting to a traumatic experience that i have in the healthcare system social care system in the political system um then i'm just gonna sit here submissively and continue to sit in oppression i guess Mm. um Mm. but if your body is is telling you like oh, there's like a sense of rage in what I'm feeling right now. Or right. I'm feeling un- uncomfortable with what that person just said to me. Or I feel like I'm going to get gypped in this situation right now. That is that is a valuable source of information telling you that there's a lot of hurt um, wow. that needs to be addressed, not just by you, but by like your community, like mm. the people around you. So it's like, to tell somebody that like your body's just telling you the wrong thing Mm, it's not it can't like I realize that that definitely would not work for a historically oppressed population like indigenous peoples in Canada um and that could never and how could you like so yeah the the Christianity like it just wouldn't read Mm. if that's how we viewed Christianity and Mm. that and that's how we told people christianity how to be christian like it wouldn't read it wouldn't translate it wouldn't work um like yeah that's something that i was like i I got to reflect on because i did work with a lot of like indigenous elders which is like such an honor Mm. um when i did that placement and yeah they just taught me a lot about their teachings and that body one was pretty relevant to this and also i was like that's very different because right. I usually don't tell myself to listen to mm. my initial reactions to things. Mm-hmm. Not ne- not it's not necessarily that you would follow your initial reactions, but it's like it's a source of information that you shouldn't be suppressing. Right to even yeah. just listen to it mm-hmm. and give it give a chance to listen to it. I think that's so interesting. I think a couple of years ago too, just on that what you were saying, Candice, a couple of years ago. Um, I was having a conversation with one of my acquaintances and I posed the question. So my acquaintance was also part of like a Baptist um, circle. And I was like, Mm -hmm. how come, you know, just my curious self, um, how come, how come we were raised and taught to believe that like when we ask God for help, God is not going to, deliver help through our bodies or God is not going to do something through us who are the vessels 
and it's just like we're we're just waiting for some sort of like pie in the sky to drop down and fall in our lap versus mm-hmm. like god building this sense of intuition within us that the church is indoctrinating us to not listen to and then let's say you're presented with a traumatic experience and it's just like oh i this is the cross that i just have to bear And then you're just thrown into this perpetual negative cycle that can definitely change even the the physiological structure of your brain. Like it's damaging and it's toxic and it's so in contrast to the spirit of life that is quite clearly seen with what you've even said with your experience with indigenous elders who are just like, Mm -hmm. listen to the wisdom that is there. Mm -hmm. I think that's just so interesting. Man, this makes me want to ask more questions about just this topic, but I'm not gonna. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna do that. I'm already heated. <laughs> Let's just blow on her, everyone. Just. Oh, it's more of like comments because mm-hmm. um, just self denial. It's. I don't. The thing is, I don't. I don't want to bash where I came from. I don't want to bash mm-hmm. um, Christianity, mm-hmm. God, or anything like that. But unfortunately, being taught a certain way to suppress everything about you, it really, it really damaged me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's just like it kind of left me a little bitter too. And it's frustrating um, when you you matter. We matter as a person. You know, we matter, and to deny parts of you that are important to you um was very to me was very difficult even now um doubting myself and what I do and um what like form of expression singing like for for a very long time when we were talking in the very beginning of this podcast Mm -hmm. um when we when it came to singing and you talked about exclusivity too with the church or with your faith and your your performance art I didn't listen to secular music for years and I thought it was of the devil. Like really? every, yeah, I, I was, I was very, very religious about that. I didn't listen to any of it. If I heard in the radio, I would feel like possessed. Not really, but like, <laughs> screw <I> you, Macklemore. <laughs> you and your same oh love. Gosh. I was like DMX. You and your thrift shop. You and your thrift shop. <laughs> Um, like Bone Thugs and DMX, like learning about hip hop and rap, like I thought it was all evil, and oh, that's so yeah, awful. yeah, and I was just like to deny that form of expression and to if you actually slow down. I was actually thinking about this a few days ago. If I took out all the music and just slowed it down and read it to someone who is who is opposed to rap, you're listening to stories and experiences that mm-hmm. you that you didn't think anyone would go through, like. You know what I mean? And it's just like, it helps you understand people. It helps you understand their mm-hmm. art. And, right. Um, why that was an expression for them to yes. find freedom. Right. And right. for me, it's just like, I was only listening to worship songs, which was great, but it kept me in a box. And it, it like, it, I didn't allow myself to really know people's stories because and it was through music. It was through songs that don't necessarily have Jesus in it. And, and that sucks. And that in turn makes me, or it made me deny other people and their experiences. It doesn't that, have know, the name Jesus in it. It's demonic. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> like, right. sorry. No, I was just going to say, like, I think like what you were saying about like 
oh, not listening to hip hop and rap because it's like from the devil or whatever. Like that's so, that's like so, so, so. And I know that like the church itself might not be like a white church, but, but it's, it's a so racist. racist. It's, it's racist. Really, really racist. Yeah. And, yeah. That's, and that's why there's so much like spiritual trauma for like black Christians as well, because there is blatant racism in christianity and just like, gaslighting how, where it's like you're not you're entitled to your that. rage and, yeah yeah and it's like completely ignoring that um that expression can be very very spiritual yes yeah um, in and of itself so yeah oh, gosh yeah dude <laughs> thank you <laughs> yeah. for your experiences like it it helps me it opens up my eyes as um you know not i'm always trying to stay teachable and all that mm. stuff so that's good thanks for sharing your experience just like super quick too but like ah there's just so much there's so many layers and i'm just uh but anyways um how long is it supposed to be 30 minutes oh <laughs> no but you're no, don't don't even worry about it but um anyway <laughs> no why would we put a cap on some like like essential conversation no of course not but um to the listeners that are listening we hope that you have gleaned some wisdom from this we hope that you have gained some peace from this and knowing that you're not alone in whatever it is that you're facing and whoever it is that you're becoming and whoever it is that you are trying to figure yourself out to be like express it it's important to express that um and we are here with you in that so again thank you for listening this is your favorite misfits crew with featuring candace thank you once again candace for stepping on the episode thank you and um we'll see you next time love you guys bye Bye.